The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce, and we here with E. Millie, man, very special guest. Uh, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling wonderful, man. I'm glad you had me, man. It's great to be here again, man. It's just, you know, um, iron shopping and iron. Most definitely, most definitely, man. You had a piece you wanted us to play, so we're going to insert that clip right here. Uh, what's your take on that, man? What we just heard, man. To be honest with you, man, it's a powerful piece, and it actually uh puts me in a mindset of something that uh not too long ago just happened. It actually happened a week ago today. Um, and although what Park was actually spitting about, a lot of people will argue and say, well, you know, it wasn't that dramatic, you know, still not yet, you know, with different opinions in the world, you can always take it one way or the other. But I want to touch on something real quick from this piece, the slap that was felt all across the world. Millions. (laughs) You had, uh, you had. Chris, Chris getting rocked by Mr. Smith. A lot of people going to take and look at that two different ways. One person to say, you know, it was highly uncalled for. Then you got the other person that say, hey, he was talking about that man's wife. You know, you draw the line because first and foremost, we was taught as, you know, as youth that uh, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. But then, you know, as I got older, I started to really, like, think about that, thinking about that uh, particular saying. And I've come to know things to be a little differently. Oftentimes, you know, bro- you know, bones can often be broken and they can turn back around and heal up. Some things you say to certain people, it can have a drastic, uh, a drastic impact on them and in their lives. Moving forward, for some, you have some children that have all this potential. They have, I'm talking about worlds of potential. And then all of a sudden, simply because of bad parenting, you know, you have parents out there that tell their children they'll never amount to anything, this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, these children believe that because they look up to them and they take their word as gold. It's very valuable to them. So... Because of that, I do think, yeah, you know, words can and they do. They have a, a mighty impact on people. Now, do I feel like, you know, do I feel like based on what somebody says, should you haul off and, you know, bring fire to someone's face? <laughs> I, you know. Is that, is that to be determined? <laughs> <laughs> what you think? 
honestly, man, um, I was talking, I had a conversation with one of my good friends from the military, man. Um, and he was saying that context, you know, you got to keep things in the context. And my take from the situation, um, my name is not, my last name is not Rock. My last name is not Smith. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's just my opinion. Uh, so I feel like, um, I don't know the situation. Something could have been happening backstage. Uh, something could have been happening, you know, earlier in the career where they had bad blood. And, you know, that just offended Will to a certain point where he feel like he had to stand on that. Uh, but also I want to throw out the thought, you know, everybody's looking at it from Real Smith and everybody's eyes is on Will Smith. But what about Chris Rock? And he was actually the victim in the, in the situation. So, you know, Will may be seen as the aggressor, but you also have to take the side of Chris Rock. So I feel like uh, whatever spun Will to get up and feel like he, maybe he felt like his wife was disrespected on a level such as that opened the floodgates of what Chris Rock said. The joke he made, he may not have had any ill intentions, but that may open up the floodgates for the, you know, internet bullies or the keyboard bullies to get online and just berate his wife with mean comments and she's already going through a disease and an issue and he and you know she don't need that stress maybe that's how will felt with chris rock having such a large platform but the coin is also is a double-edged sword because with will getting up and acting out of character and what you said earlier about kids looking up to these superstars is that what example did will set you know and that's my take on it man well um Interesting that you say that. So allow me to play <laughs> devil's advocate on this one. All right. So you said Chris Rock was the victim. Okay. Now in hindsight, we can say that Chris Rock became the victim, but mm-hmm. the moment you have a microphone is no different than the moment someone has a pen. You know, those are powerful uh, resources or powerful tools to do, you know, your own bidding. To be honest with you, you can sway you can sway the public perception through the art of, you know, writing or through the art of just speaking, speaking through a microphone. You know, I, I feel like personally being a comedian <laughs> can I just, just correct me if I'm wrong on this, yeah. you know, being a comedian. Okay. At what point in time are you the victim? Are you the victim when you throwing out jokes and throwing out these lyrical jabs at other people? It, it, people falling, you know, people falling on your sword because they just happen to just be sitting on the front row looking like a fruit bowl. That is true. You know, that is, I mean, that's, not, that's a good point. I'm just saying, you know, it's a, a, it's, it's a, everybody can get it at that point. That's Especially true. if the crowd is hostile that night and they're not giving you no laughs. Now that you front row get the business. It, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm talking about a, hey, the, the, the spotlight is rather bright on their front row. That's for real. So that's a good point. I'm just, you know, that that's that's all I'm going to say. Now, granted, it, it starts at home. It starts at what we're being, you know, what we're being introduced to and what we're being taught, you know, by way of hopefully our parents. You know, our parents teach us that, okay, yeah, people will say any and everything, but you, you never forget who you are and where you come from. But granted, on that note, Every day that we live, we wake up and we're striving to be better than we were the day before. Well, at least we should. But you never know when someone is going to have a not so great day. And everybody, anybody can fall victim to having a not so great day. But it doesn't give you permission to go out there and just act a complete donkey. 
That's true. You know, um, now I say this, it, because of the actions that occurred, that's probably one of the darkest, that's to me, it's one of the darkest days within our culture as of, you know, that, like that I can recently think of because I hate to say it. You got a lot of people out there that hate to see us in the limelight. They hate to see us in a position in which we seem to have a lot of power and to really just, you know, to bring a certain level of a certain, yeah, yeah, that's true. A, you know, and it's just like, so they wait, they wait, they wait for something negative to happen or for us to act black. They wait for a black moment. They wait for us to just show ourselves to, to, to seem senseless. It's just, it, it wasn't a good look for the culture. What you're going to wind up having is later on, well, next year, but probably starting from this point forward, any major, you know, um, award show, you wanna, they're going to beef up the security. They're definitely mm-hmm. going to do that. And I hate the reason that this is going to occur is because of this. Now, no matter how many great things you've done in your life, how much of a humanitarian you could have been, all it takes is one moment. And that one moment can take and change everybody's perception of you just because of one bad day. And it's sad, just like, you know, growing up, you know, my mother, she she taught me, she said, um, son, you was born, you was already born with two stripes. You black and you a male. We have to portray ourselves to always appear perfect. If one person did something one way and you knew good and well that one way was, they was teetering on, you know, the not so good, you know, side of life, you already knew. I can't go that route. And as a teenager, the, the unfortunate thing is, a lot of teenagers just want to have fun. Yeah. And that fun, that fun is is not it's not what we think. It's like cuz that's all it takes is one one time. One time. You could be driving in the car. You could be the driver and the person that you're carrying around in your car in your vehicle, this person could have something you don't even know what they have and you get pulled over. First of all, we don't even know our rights. We don't. That's one issue. So the lack there of education. Next thing you know, they find something in the car. You, 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 you're like, officer, that's not even mine. It doesn't matter. You guilty by association. Because what transpired last Sunday, it's almost like, you know, the culture was guilty by association. That's, you know. Being in the position of will and having someone say something out of line and also being in the position of Chris Rock and having somebody flip the lid on you. You know, because I can, I know for myself, I can test it like somebody saying something blankly just I felt like was out of line. They shouldn't have said it. Regardless of if they felt like it was an issue or not. Their reaction is beefing up my anger. For instance, like, oh, bro, it ain't that serious, bro. Why you tripping? You don't know what this is going to cost me. You don't know the repercussions it's going to cost me. You know what I'm saying? So playing on those two points of, you know, Will feeling like somebody disrespecting him, his manhood, his woman. We might have had to go through medical treatments. We might have had to spend extra money on this. Her, her confidence might have went down. I'm going to address this right now. No other comedian feel like they could joke on, some, joke on my wife's issue and I'm just going to laugh it off or I'm just going to, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's, that's my point on Will. On Chris Rock, having somebody to do something so blatantly disrespectful towards you that you feel and still having to hold your composure, still having to say, you know what, I can't react like I want to react. Even though this is the highest level of disrespect somebody can do. I got to keep my composure, keep my anger, 
watch what I say in this moment, even though anger is building up, and that's a split-second decision. Both of those, man, are tough. I mean, uh, it, it definitely makes sense. It's uh, it's the things that, it's the things that you often have to think about. And you say, you know, going back to something you stated, um, the level of disrespect, the highest level of disrespect, as you say, but it was the highest level of disrespect on the highest stage. So at that point in time, are you about your coins or are you not? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, professionalism and at the end of the day, it's about, you know, the business portion to things. Now, I went back and I watched the video a couple of a couple of times and I started uh, I started breaking things down and I did actually see something that I didn't see the first time. I saw what actually appeared to me Chris Rock actually his like his uh his feet actually changed position. It looked like for uh like you said for a millisecond if that's what it was, he thought about like he looked like he was getting ready to throw up his guard for a moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like I saw after I watched it a few times. I want to bring something else up, you know. Um I'm going to read a quote. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The un okay, the most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. You know, first of all, most of them, you know, they're adding they're adding to the legacy by bringing the babies here. Then all of a sudden, you know, the babies come, the babies grow, and then a lot of times, you know, the daddies go. So now it's the ladies left with the babies. And you, when you don't have that role model, the proper role model on how to be, like, for example, with the babies, the boys, you know, trying to become men, you don't have that proper, you know, role model there, what you think is going to happen? All of a sudden, in this quest of trying to become his own, you know, version of a man, you know, just mistakes are bound to happen. Number one, he's going to disrespect his mama at some point because he feels like, you know, he's the man. He feel like he's, you know, the great and powerful Oz. In my case, I had a father and it was a, you know, it was a situation in which, you know, things kind of, you know, went sideways and my father left for a moment. Uh, he left the house because they just they they couldn't agree on certain things a separation but again it's just you know in our minds the definition of a man is you know that brother better have some bass in his voice brother better stand up straight brother you know you better say it with his chest all the time you Mm -hmm. know it's just always aggression that's what that's really what we see as a strong dominant man aggression you know it's like he got to sound like, you know, he got to sound like Mufasa. You deliberately disobeyed me. And what's worse <laughs> is you put all in danger. You know, it ha- it happened between two, two people within our own community. One, and one of these individuals, well, in both of these individuals, actually, you can, you can really say that both of them, in a sense, they cut their teeth in the field of comedy. So in the field of comedy, comedy has... You understand jokes will get cracked. You know, yeah. If it's good for you, then it's got to be good for me. That's that just, you know, that's just an untold truth that's got to be. So you got this, uh, you got this, this other saying, laugh now, cry later. Mm-hmm. So brother, what do you think about that? 
I see it a lot on tattoos or like you see the little mask, the two faced mask. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never really understood it though. But uh, break it down for me. All right, so um, to my understanding, you know, laugh now, cry later. You know, it's comedy and tragedy. So you know, it's it's like the yin and the yang. You know, on one side we have the mask that you know show an individual laughing or, you know, smiling, what have you. Then the other mask is, you know, frowning, you know, tears or whatever. And that's the that's the tragedy. It's Kevin Hart. But he said, laugh at my what? Laugh at my pain. Laugh at my pain. There you go. He took it full circle. Laugh at my pain. Because really and truly, that's all we ever doing in the world anyways. We're looking for something funny, but what we often find the funny is in the midst of the pain. That's what helped us to sustain, so to speak, is um somebody fall, man. It's it's crazy. Like I remember being back in church, man, as a youth, man, and then it's like, man, it was a sister, man, on a Sunday morning, and she like church etiquette. Let's just say that she didn't have the proper church etiquette, but she brought the funnies. Your, pa- your father was a pastor, in my bad. I didn't mean to cut you, you said off. A pastor? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was about to say I didn't know I, no, bro, I, I didn't know you was a PK, bro. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. But <laughs> so I used to ask my I used to ask my daddy every Sunday. I'd be like, I see daddy. Uh, I see her. Was she there this Sunday? He was like, as a matter of fact, son, I haven't seen her since the Sunday you was there. I said, I want to go to church with you next Sunday. So I just went and come to find out it was communion. She was there for communion. So uh, you know, and you know how the church do things. Everything is in unison, you mm-hmm. know. So you know. Pastor gonna tell you, you know, pick up the bird, you know, which is the body. It symbolizes the body. And yep. from that, you know, you go ahead and you, you know, you drink the and before the pastor can say, you know, for everybody to, you know, to drink it and, and, and to eat it together, old girl had then through she had then through the you know the, the juice back, man. She act like she in a club. She she looking for she pointing up at the yeah, she no. pointing up at the cup and trying to get the ushers to bring her another round. No. Yeah, boy, no. I was done for. I was done. I was done. I'm to my brother. And That's she was crazy. pointing hard too, trying to get their aid. So I saw the usher. The usher went to laugh. So the usher just did, just politely turned his head to the, you know, the opposite direction. Like, I know she's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I just had to tell you about that. All right. Um, so with that being said, after everything uh, transpired, he stated, uh, he, he talked about art mimicking reality. So, you know, that got me to thinking, you know, it is cases in which you can really get caught in a part or get caught in your craft to the point to the point people don't realize where the, where the cutoff switch is. Like, yeah. okay, I'm back to being Will and not Richard. So, you know, with that being said, you know, gifts and talents, man, we all come with gifts and we all come with talents. You know, that's just what God bestowed upon us to help, you know, us na- navigate through this, this life that we live, you mm-hmm. know, finding on a, on the road to finding our purpose, you know, but with that, you definitely have to be careful. You have to be careful because you never want your art to wind up being, you know, becoming your undoing. First of all, if you ain't giving God his, then to be honest with you, you start looking at you as being the sole provider for everything that you feel that you've set, you know, successfully, you know, um, gain. That's, that's already the first issue. My bad not to cut you off, but it's like confidence and arrogance. 
And, you know, everybody knows what mores are. You know, when you, when you have none in your life, whether that be your love life, financial, physical, you usually know what feels right, what feels wrong, and you can choose to ignore it or follow it. But ego, that that whole ordeal with Will, that could have been just the ego. You know, the embarrassment or what he thought was embarrassing, what he thought other people might say, what he thought other people might think. I got to react. I got to protect my wife. And sometimes that's just all in your own head. You know what I'm saying? All this is just build up of you speaking to yourself about that. Nobody else is feeling that in the room. I want to I say something on that. Now, again, I don't know what it is today, bro, with the whole devil's advocate. Now, with Will, I'm a, I am got to get on him. Because, see, all right. He, he proceeded to take one direction. And then... I'm going to say, like, within taking, those, you know, within taking that direction, he happened to look over. Because he was laughing at first. He was laughing. Yeah. He was laughing at the joke. Then all of a sudden, he happened to look over at his wife. And she wasn't laughing. Oh, she wasn't laughing at all. It looked like Susie didn't cut her eyes. You mm-hmm. know what that means? I, I think he started thinking, you know what? Happy wife. Happy life. But I'm going to say something else, too, on that, though. We'll... I just like Will look like he in pain, man. Like honestly, on a whole nother low key could look like an, a a breakdown. Mm-hmm. From that to they said now they they also said that they asked him to leave. I don't know if he felt like he wasn't gonna go because he felt like he had a chance of winning this award and he wanted to say his piece. Be I don't know. It is splitting the community in half again, just like you had Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. It's just like now you people feel like they're forced to pick between the two. I feel the brother did hit somebody, you know, and then you you can't just go up just laying your hands on folk just because they say something you don't like. I don't care nothing about your you know your art mimicking you know your reality. Right. The fact of the reality is this, you know, you in the streets and you hit somebody. Yeah. Bro, you can go ahead and you can get arrested. You can be up out of here. It doesn't matter anything about your status, any of that. Now, granted, the things that you can't account for is the fact behind every action, there's a reaction. There's a reaction. But now, that's opposite or equal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the part right there that's often unaccounted for. That's unaccounted. People don't think about that. Something that could have started out to be harmless it's been done and it's been um it's been done many times you know throughout the existence of the academy you know Mm -hmm. of any you know of of any you know any show of that matter if you got a host and that host just happens to you know to be a comedian yeah you know to make it lighter to make it funny to make it more you know I guess uh, to set the the atmosphere to uh, 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 you know to a temperature that's comfortable for people, sometimes it's got to be uncomfortable for some. Steal from the rich and give to the poor. So it's almost like comedians target those that actually on a status you know on the status quo those individuals that appear to be the elites. Like yeah. they already got yeah. it. So yeah, I can I can make fun of this joke. What you yeah. gonna get mad of? You got money at the end of the day. That's true. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's like that. Um, so I got a question. Yeah. So if comedy was an actual person, right? If comedy was an actual person, I want to ask comedy a question. And this is the this is the question that I want to ask comedy. Dear comedy, where do we go from here? 
how do you think comedy would respond? If you had to sum up comedy in one word, what yes. would that word be? What is comedy? Like, what is it? Uncomfortability. Okay. For me, I'm going to say comedy, if I had to sum it all up in one word, comedy is freedom. Why Where do you else? say that? Why? Because that's the one time that... So yeah. I'm, I'm going to take it back to the genesis for some of these cats. In school, they may have been... The, they in, in a lot of cases, they could have been the most unattractive, whatever. But the moment they open up their mouth and, and and just say whatever they feel, that mug might come across like, I'm talking about funny. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's a freedom within it. So they, it freed, they freed themselves from the bondage of being hushed or the bondage of following a status quo or the, you know, it's just, they freed themselves. And now through them speaking their own truth, now all of a sudden they free. It is though. And there's no, it's no one that's more dangerous than a person that's not afraid to speak their mind, speak their truth. You know, why do you say that's dangerous? Why I say that? Because number one, you think about weaknesses. All right. I'm going I'm to um, take Eminem for example. When you start looking at the MCs, right, that exist today, like a lot of cats, you know, when you start looking at beefs, right, what's beefs when people, in a, in a sense, it's comedy. When you start, you know, you th start throwing jokes at people, right? I remember the Drake and Meek Mill. A exactly. <laughs> you know, Nas and Jay-Z, Ether, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's the it's the jabs, it's the punchlines that, that really set, they, that can set the, you know, their opposition on fire. You know what I'm saying? And then from that, they might not turn back out the same anymore. You didn't put them in that oven and, and put that thing on, you know, on perpetual heat. Let's see what happens. Let's see what becomes a unite. Through intense heat or uh it's like, you know, that's the pruning process. That that's what ultimately makes you or can rebirth you. What can make an individual appear to really to control the gauge is that individual that not only can sit up there and he can check, he can check people, have you laughing for days at his jokes as they're directed towards somebody else. They're functioning in a level of freedom where they don't care. It's no holes bar all the time. And even with that, that, that includes themselves. They'll put themselves on the grill. If you free, if you, if you show a freedom to put yourself on the grill, Nobody else can't mess with you. That's true. Because you already then toasted yourself. How are you going to toast an individual that then toasted itself? <laughs> right. That's true, though. That's dangerous. That's true. That's what Eminem gives you. Uh, you ask you ask comedy a question. Yeah. Dear and, comedy, um, where do we go from you, here? You said that the one word was freedom, right? Right. Uh, so in saying that, as a comedian, you have that freedom. And it's almost like a metaphor for America. You know, we have all this freedom. And that comes with a cost too, though. What's you the know cost, what I'm saying? Bro? Like, with that freedom, you either impeding on somebody else's freedom, or you feeling like yours is restricted. Mm. So, how do you navigate that? Like, for instance, with the comedian, with the comedic uh, thought, right? We got the stigma around what comedians do. All right, cool. They heckle people in the crowd, things and like that. Being a comedian, like you have this freedom. Where's the line drawn? I may say something that you feel is offensive. See, that's the point. With comedy, it never was a line. The comedy is just is wide open. It never, it never was restricted to genre. It was never restricted to uh, you know, 
race. It was never restricted to your sexual preference. It was never restricted to to none of this stuff. You know, that put me in the mind of improv. Yeah, improv that's what comedy. it is. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Is. So like, right? I'm not at a comedy show, so I'm at a award show. So I don't expect to get bagged on. Bagged on. You know what I mean? And I get. I I don't know the history of the Oscars, but throughout the history, I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen. So you couldn't expect that. Maybe that we'll throw that in. You can expect that. So if you can't gauge what is over the line with comedy, how can you gauge what is over the line with reaction? You, you, you're allowed to lean on your own choice, okay? Granted, yeah, this man said something about me. Now, again, this is, see, I'm going to say something, man. So with comedy, it's funny because I believe comedy, in a sense, it is a broken system when you think about it because it's, it's for, for so long, it's, it's lived off of these principles of a formula. What I mean by that is this here. You go to comedy shows, right? And the comedian is the one with the microphone. He's always talking, right? And then let's just say he goes he goes off script because things aren't turning turning out right. So mm-hmm. now he got to make laughs happen. He's getting paid for to keep the laughter in the house. Yeah. But everybody is is stale. His jokes, he his jokes ain't hitting on nothing. So now he goes to the front row. He 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 finds a target. This is the formula. Normally, the formula is that person now becomes a punching bag, mm-hmm. a lyrical punching bag. That's what happens. So now all of a sudden, you know, get the sweat, and then all of a sudden it's like, but the light get brighter. He see the sweat drops. Oh, you're sweating now. You know what I'm saying? Now he ragging. He yeah. ragging. But what happens when he's going off script now all of a sudden the individual that he's ragging has gone off script granted one got a microphone but let's say the one in the front row this one don't have a microphone but got a voice Hmm. so you can hear that person's voice now all of a sudden he says something now the person in the front row they going back and forth but now the person in the front row getting the best of the comedian because for so long we thought the right way to do it is the comedian, the one that just have a free fall. Yeah. But what happens when freedom of speech really happens? That's a good point. Changing the, changing the perspective, right? Do you think there is a way to have handled that? Handling disrespect, being the, like, being the receiver of disrespect, and then a way of wanting to deliver a response to being disrespected? Well, I think with that, man, it's, it's all, uh, that's all perception-based. Um, see that even with that, it's a certain level of psychology to it. See, this is the thing. See, even with psychology, something such as psychology, it could be very cultural. So you can blatantly do something disrespectful to me and I pick up on it and I call you out on it. And I say, nah, bro, you know, you were there wrong for that. Mm -hmm. It don't look, it don't take no rocket scientist to understand the level of disrespect that you just hit me with, then you could be like, what? I didn't do anything. Yeah. It's just comedy. You know, everybody crack a little jokey joke, you know. Right. You can't take a laugh, bro. Exactly. I mean, you you can't take a joke, bro. But can't take a laugh or a joke. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all of like at that point in time now, in in a sense, it's still belittling that's happening. And I hate to even take it here, but see, that's what often happens with, racist and even racism it happens a lot so something can something can transpire it was a blatant level of disrespect that occurred and then that individual just went off like completely off like just i'm to my chewed him a new one 
Now all of a sudden, the person that chewed the the you know that chewed them a new one, all of a sudden now they they're the one that that's being viewed as you know that's being villainized because of the way that this individual handled you know handled it. Oh, you but overreacted. Then, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then quickly, that's when the, the the scenario is flipped because what you said to this person to get this person to a thousand. Now exactly. all of a sudden, people down. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, you people, I didn't even mean it like that. You always take things the wrong way. That's the problem with you people. And still, you still, you still see that it's that, you know, that, that, that undertone mm-hmm. It's the subliminal nature behind things. The psychology that's still being played. That's real. To get you to still go off and they're going, okay, yeah, I've got him to one point, but now I just need to push him over the ledge. And that's, you know, oftentimes that's present in, you know, in war. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the mental aspect. Can you handle that? You know, um, now getting back to, you know, their comedy, where do we go from here? I ask that question because I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know with the, the, the new rules that society is implementing. I don't know if it will exist, you know. For the long haul, because there's so many changes that, that has to happen. The early 90s to now, you know, um, you start looking at the Jordan rules, the, the bad boy, the bad boys, you know, the, the Detroit Pistons, the way they played the game against Jordan, you know, beat them down, beat them to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Beat them into submission. Like now you can't literally, you know, you can't lyrically even beat anyone into submission. You can't lyric, you know, literally, well, I say uh, lyrically say what it, what it is that you want to say because if it offends somebody else, then all of a sudden you're going to have problems with, you know, it's just, it's a different world. It's a different world. Now, granted, I I understand people with tough skin, you know, but then for you that have your tough skin and you got somebody else out there that doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. But what this person has is this person has enough sense to understand, you know, that my power is my mouthpiece too. And what I could do is I'll go back now and I will make sure I, or I will write, I will write petitions or whatever to ban this person. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just like a uh, Dave Chappelle. It's like, you can say whatever you want about certain people or certain things and you can get away with it because why? Because it's, you know, it's a part of the script. Yeah. So certain people, being bullied and certain people being stepped on is always a part of the script. But then the moment you deviate from that and you start doing it elsewhere, all of a sudden you're going against the grain. That won't be tolerated. You know, that won't be tolerated. Certain people, I, I've had like individuals that ask me, well, that sounds like that's the end of um, Will. He about to get blackballed. And my thing is this here. My, my take on this is this. I don't think Will is going to get blackballed. Yeah, he's going to get some backlash, but I don't think he's going to get blackballed. Why? I hate to say it. This is another thing that that also causes a black eye to the community. Is the fact black on black crime, black on black in, you know, uh situations or incidents. That's a part of the norm. That's a part that that's supposed to happen in a lot of people's mind. We have to value one another the same way too. True. This guy was in prison, right? And he was a young guy, and he was saying how that one of the COs was giving him a hard time, like questioning him, you know what I'm saying, this and that. He was like, the inmate was, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. 
And when he got back in the cell, his cellie was like, hey, bro, why you do that? And he was like, well, do what? He was like, you gave that man the utmost, respo- utmost respect. But if it was another brother that came to you with that same disrespect, you would have been ready to go to the hole for it. You know, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up, right? Like, for example, when, you know, when you out and about, we walk into an establishment and if it's a, you know, if it's a Caucasian or whatever, good morning, how you doing? And then you, you she speak back. Um, or in, in, in the South, it's, it's prevalent in the, in the South. You, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, this, that, and other. But then do, now you flip, you know, that, that person is out on vacation. Now here comes, you know, your own, you know, somebody with a, with a similar face to yours. Now all of a sudden, what's up? <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, But like, oh, bro, like, I mean, like this woman, you know, That's or true this though. brother, you know what I'm saying, old enough to be your old man, is like, you know, yo, what's good, bro? <laughs> That's you know so saying? true though, bro. Like the masculinity, it's, it's crazy how it goes. It's like we're programmed to drop our masculinity within certain situations rather than being around people with, you know, with our, with, with our own, you know, um, hue. It's like you go around and you know, good morning. How are you doing today? That's true. You know, the whole it's like, yeah, everything. The whole swag. There is no swag with that. Um, and I know we sliding a little bit off topic, but is that culturally based? You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, is that similar to like the Asian community when they bow? You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't bow to an American, but they'll bow to another Chinese person. I mean, another Asian person. So it's like, would you put that in the same category? I think, man, I think, honestly, man, I think it's principles of survival for us. We want to appear less threatening as possible. So we speak the language that they understand and we talk it in a term and, you know, in a, in a dialect in which they can understand. You know, if you, if you do something and the reason is because it, it, it's a meaning behind it, well, let that be what it is. Hold true to what it is that you're doing. Hold true to, you know, don't turn around and then, you know, like play victim. Like you play victim if things don't go your way. And then all of a sudden, the moment, like a few minutes later after that, you know what I'm saying? The the scenario switch again. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? You ain't a victim no more. I can definitely understand that. It's just my my thing is you know we just we gotta we gotta be we gotta do a job a better job of accountability holding one another to a level and we have to you know uh, maintain that level too um, we have to I think it needs to be a proper we all must come together to understand how to go about educating one another on how to carry ourselves in certain situations. I think going into certain settings, it's, 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 it's imperative that somebody sit sit you down and say, hey, now you know you're going into a house of wolves. You know, look here. Just remember, at the end of the day, I know this going to be, you know, I know this, this is your night to shine. Bright. You've done, you've put in all of the hard work to get to this point. Never forget where you've come from. But understand, even in this one situation right here, you know, the words that Will said that Denzel told him, that, it was so impactful. But do, don't you think it would have been more impactful if that would have been words that was given to him before the night even started? Yeah. Like, you know, at your, at your peak or at your pinnacle, you know what I'm saying? At a start, is at, at its peak. All it takes is a moment 
for a star to explode. If you're in a if you're in a limelight where you have cameras, mics, things like that, like you need certain media training, like you said, certain people in your corner to teach you the per se the boundaries to keep, keep that makes keep sense. you grounded exactly mm-hmm. keep you grounded or whatever. So it's like I think that's key, man. Um, also, as men, like you said in the beginning of the podcast, we want to carry ourselves in a certain way. We've been taught to carry ourselves in a certain way, and sometimes we have to earn, unlearn mm-hmm. some learning. You know what I mean? Un- un- unlearn certain habits uh, to replace them with better habits. You know, and uh, again, with habits, sometimes it's no good or bad habit, but just ha- habits that may serve you better. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's just like, true. not saying that Will was wrong for what he said, but he could have replaced that action with maybe something that would have served him better. You know for, what I mean? For what he done. For what he done. The one thing that's missing from the whole equation is your energy because mm. your energy determines whether this is minor or whether this can become catastrophic even in every negative situation there's always a positive so even in the midst of this negative situation we're going to say this the one thing that we can actually take and we can benefit from and we can learn from is the fact that you know one situation one individual within the situation he did something he physically went out and did something the other one he said something at the end of the day, one you know the community may have looked at one individual one way prior to you know the situation that occurred. Now after the fact, the community looks at him another way. The other one now many will argue and say, "Boy, that's a true professional there." So the question that I'm gonna leave with you, and I'm gonna leave with everybody else: How do you want to be viewed? How do you choose to be viewed? Now, up until this point, Will Smith was considered squeaky clean by many. His rap music didn't have cussing in it, this, that, and the other, you know. Um, But now, his legacy, some can argue, it's been tarnished. Because you can talk about all of his accomplishments, which there are many. But this one negative now, it's a dot. I always tell, tell, you know, my son that's in sports, I always tell him, I say, look, now you want me to record this. Understand, if I take and record, you know, this play, I want you to always think about this. Whatever I put on film, I want to be proud of what I see on film. Whatever transpired between those two, man, um, I hope that it gets worked out. It's nothing that can be said or done to correct the mistake, but you can always move past it. So I would just leave you with that, man. Takeaways uh, that you learn from it, whether it's how to react, how to keep composure, how to remain um, professionalism, whatever it is, take your takeaways from it and apply it to your life. True, true. And uh, this has been a Real Talk Podcast, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. I feel like we're getting more and more listeners each week. I had to throw this out here, man. Shout out to all the listeners that downloaded, played it, uh, sent feedback in. We really appreciate that, man. And uh, keep listening, man. Keep sharing it. Word of mouth, regardless of all the technology, word of mouth is still the strongest marketing tool in the world. So share it, like it, tell your friends, tell your family. And um, tune in next Thursday, man, for another great episode. To the end. Peace. If you like what you've heard or would like to send us feedback, reach out to us at thoughtvisionmaterialize at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at underscore the Real Talk Podcast, Twitter at Real Talk Pod One, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify at The Real Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.